Wake up! What? What? Wake up! Wake up! Come on! Come on! Wake up! Wake up 502, it's going down. Here comes the boom. Happy Super Bowl Saturday. The day before the day. It's going down here. Wake up 502, Rashawn Myers coming to you live from the Palatial Studios on 96.1 WXVW, Big X Sports Radio. It is going down. Soon to be joined by my man, the myth, the legend himself, Mr. H. Izzo, Haven Harrington as well. You know, y'all know Haven always comes sliding in here. But we have so much to get into, of course. Uh, we got Super Bowl coming up tomorrow. Chiefs taking on the Eagles. I cannot wait to uh, hear Haven's thoughts on that. We talked about it a little bit last week, um, but definitely wanted to save most of the breakdown and analysis uh, for the game today. Uh, I, I <laughs> Of course, y'all know I, last week I said I really, really, really hope that we saw a rematch of the 1988 Super Bowl. I wanted to see the Bengals taking on the 49ers. Uh, that didn't happen, unfortunately. Instead, we have the Chiefs and the Eagles, and uh, I am <laughs> um, not the biggest fan of either. Uh, so uh, this is going to be a Super Bowl. While I'm, you know, definitely uh, pulling for somebody that you know I'm not really a, a big fan of, but of course, my son is extremely happy. He loves him some Patrick Mahomes uh, and the Kansas City Chiefs. So uh, you know, if the baby boy can be happy, then maybe that'll be the way I go. I don't know. I'm still thinking about it, uh, but we're going to get into that. Of course, Louisville basketball uh, is heading on the road. They are down in uh, the 305. Uh, they're taking on the Miami Hurricanes today, um, the number 19 Miami Hurricanes at that. Um, Cardinals uh, took one on the chin uh, on Tuesday night. So uh, they are, uh, you know, after a couple of, of good games, <laughs> well, good. I, I use the term good lightly, but, uh, you know, after a bit of a resurgence, I guess we can call it, or, or improved play is the way Kenny Payne kind of calls it. Uh, they definitely had a setback Tuesday, so we're going to get into that. 
um, and, and much, much more as we go on. Uh, the, the the lady cards uh, and Haley Van Lith and cr- company uh, got a much needed win on Thursday night. Uh, it was looking a little rough there for a little bit, but they were able to get the win, so they're trying to get things back on the straight and narrow path and make sure they secure their spot. And then, of course, University of Kentucky, uh, they don't know what they want to be or who they want to be or what's happening. So <laughs> we have so many, so many, so many things to get into. Uh, but, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and I'm just going to get started by uh, chatting about, uh, you know, the, everything going on with, with Louisville basketball. Um, I'll do that while Haven is still waiting to get here just because he is <laughs> – he is, especially with Super, being Super Bowl Sunday, this being the last football playing game uh, day of the year, unless you count like the USFL, which you know, I mean, do, do, does anybody really count the USFL? Um, you know, the, Haven is definitely uh, not gonna want to hear me talking anything about Louisville basketball. Um, you know, so I, I I will go ahead and get that out of the way now. University of Louisville. Um, Went down uh, in defeat big time. Uh, they took took it on the chin versus Pitt. Um, just a a very very difficult uh, game. Uh, Panthers won it going away ninety one fifty seven. It's rough. Like I I don't really know. Like that that was probably one of the. It was definitely a setback. I I remember Kenny Payne talking about you know he felt like. Over the the four previous games, which we talked about, those were going to be the probably the four, you know, I guess best opportunities for Louisville to win a game. Uh, you know, when they took on Boston College, uh, you know, on the road as well as Notre Dame, and then came back home uh, to face Georgia Tech uh, and uh, Florida State, that that was going to be Louisville's best opportunities to get a victory. Over that stretch, Louisville did go a, uh, you know. Not great one and three in those four opportunities with the lone win versus Georgia Tech, who I guess was the other worst team in the ACC. Uh, but, you know, K- Kenny did proclaim that, you know, he felt like his team had gotten 70% better. Uh, and that's why they were able to get so close in those games. Well, it uh, unfortunately looks like it wasn't necessarily that Louisville got 70% better. It was that the opponents that he faced – uh, his crew faced over those four games were probably 70% worse than most of the teams they had been playing recently because <laughs> uh, it did not go well. Uh, Cardinals went down big, uh, as I said, 91-57 when they traveled uh, on the road after a uh, pretty, I don't know what to call the Florida State game. I mean, it was a game where FSU was uh, up dominant 17 points and then Louisville kind of did their thing where they pushed it. They got it all the way back. They tied the game, but FSU did ultimately get the win. And, you know, Louisville comes back against Pittsburgh and just doesn't show up. Uh, you know, not, not very much to speak of in terms of stats. I mean, just looking at it, literally nobody really had a good game. You had only two players in double figures with those two players being uh, Mike James and Hersey Miller, uh, who – scored 11 and 10 points respectively. I mean, it was just an ugly game all the way around. It was unbelievable the fact that Louisville was just getting their doors blown off and then a a kid like Fabio Basile who showed uh, some pretty nice, uh, you know, moments uh, just a couple of games ago, once again finds no way to get off the bench. Uh, It's it's just very – 
I don't know. It, it, it's just one of those things where this, this this team at this point, I think, with you know, of course, the die has already been cast for a long time. The most difficult thing has continued to be, as we've said, you know, the, the biggest thing is I just wanted to see I the way the roster was constructed. The team was never going to be great. They were never going to be awesome. Um, but I just wanted to see Kenny uh, and how he could coach this team up and how he would be able to mold this team and the most disheartening and uh, uh, unfortunate thing about this whole season is that it seems like he's felt the need to say I'm just going to coach the way I'm going to coach and I'm going to coach this team the way I think they should be and I'm not going to make any adjustments and I'm not going to do anything to help my guys out and I'm just going to kind of be and I, I, I don't I don't understand that I don't know why that was his you know, I, I I don't really understand. I, I've never seen a coach that didn't want to coach. Like, I, I understand that everybody always has an idea in their head of who or what they want their team to be. But once you actually see the raw materials that you have to work with, you have to kind of mold what you're doing around the, the, the people that you have. And that just hasn't happened this year. And that's kind of been the most head-scratching thing about the whole situation is that I just don't understand, you know – Things are usually never going to be exactly as you see it from the preseason because, you know, you have new players, you have new guys, um, you don't know how guys are going to work together. Even when you have uh, a similar team coming back the next year from the previous year, you still have to make adjustments to the personnel that you have. And for whatever reason, you know, Kenny's just decided he's not going to do any of that. And, you know, if you aren't able to perform and do exactly what he wants the way he wants to play, he's like, well, just too bad. I mean that's just not coaching. I, I I just I don't understand that portion of it. I've just been waiting to see if at some point he was going to adjust anything that he's been doing. That unfortunately hasn't happened. And, and what makes you think? Look at him coming in like to, Batman. What makes you think that you're going to see a change this late in the season? I mean because you just like, have like why why are you still waiting? I mean, why? I, I, why? I, I, no 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 I, no 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 stop. <laughs> there, there's like no reason to wait. I, I just mean, want to see him coach. No, why? Look, I just want to see him coach. Like, coach. It's not going to be this year. Uh, it can't. I mean, but it can be. It literally no, can be. No, it can't be. It's, it's too late. Be. No, no, it can't. No, it's not going to be. The die is set. It has been cast. It's just amazing to me. It, I, it, it, it is what it is. I, I have never seen anybody in my, you know, 45 years of life, as long as I've been watching basketball, and I've been watching basketball a long time. Haven Harris is in the building. Uh, the, the, the man, the myth, the legend himself. Haven, how you doing? Very well. Good. I, I, I have never seen anybody in any – I don't care if it's football. I don't care if it's basketball. I don't care if it's field hockey. I have never seen anybody basically stand on the philosophy of what they think their team should be. And when met with um, a lot of issues and a lot of you know poor play, them not make any adjustments. I've never seen that before. Oh, I have. I've never seen that before. Steve Crackthorpe. When he kept trying to run Anthony Allen on sweeps, and everybody <laughs> knew that you can't run Anthony Allen sweeps. Running Mario Yerudi on bubble screens. Yes, and you run Mario on bubble screens. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like, dude, like what? What are you doing? That's fair. Like we have like <laughs> we have like two seasons or three seasons of game film that will show you that a six foot six, yeah, six foot seven. That's true. Mario Yerudi is not a bubble screen guy. But I like, feel that's not what he does. Anthony Allen is not the guy you run. On a jet sweep. Yeah. 
I, I really yet, don't have any defense for that. Yeah, but yet they did it. Year one under game Kings. in and game out, <laughs> which is analogous point. to to your issues with Kenny Payne. I just don't. And, and for people who say is is Kenny Payne can coach is just a talent, but it wasn't as bad as Crackthorpe's first year though. Well, it was actually yes, kind of. Because if you consider he took what a one and eleven Orange Bowl team, eleven like, and one, not one and eleven. Yeah, that would be a terrible Orange Bowl. Let me tell you. Excuse me, I got about yeah, eleven <laughs> and one, like Orange Bowl team. Yeah, a team that's almost completely intact, except for just like literally just a handful of guys, and you had a great recruiting class already coming in. Yeah, I and, mean, no, you, I mean, you're right, definitely, and I, and you don't make a bowl game like the very next year and you lose Kentucky, a team that you should have pummeled. Into submission. I just, I, I mean, yeah, and no, I, I agree, uh, but I think my biggest issue with this is, yes, he, there was not a lot of adjustments, but that team still ended up six and six. They were still competitive. They They're just only lost. competitive because they had like oh uh, residual. I, I, I'm not disagreeing with you, but my residual point, Bobby Talent and Bobby Moxie, but because the, they would have lost that last game if it wasn't for uh, Mr. Bromley. You know what? Screw the playbook. Screw this dude calling plays. Yeah. No, that's no, that's fair. I don't, I don't I'm disagree with you that. I think the biggest difference with this team versus that Cragthorpe year one team is, like I said, because the team ended up five hundred, were, were they well below where they should have been? Absolutely, but that team didn't get embarrassed uh, on a game in game out basis. And this Louisville team has gotten embarrassed, and these players have gotten embarrassed, and they've been thrown under the bus under the bus continually. And I don't even feel like the coach has any care to help. His guys look better out there. Like I, I've never, like there's a difference. You know what I mean? Like there's levels to it. Like yes, that that Louisville team was horribly underachieving uh, in Crackthorpe's first year, but they weren't an embarrassment. Like this team has been embarrassing, and I haven't seen because one of the things about a coach is you want to help your players feel good. You want to do as much as you can to help them. To look better out there. If they aren't getting what you're trying to do, usually you're going to make the adjustments to help those guys have more success and, and to you know, be successful well, no, in see, what they're now, trying to see, do. Now, now, here's the thing. See, and, I, and that's just how no, that time happened. out. Once again, time out. So you're assuming, you're assuming okay. that Coach Payne knows those adjustments are. I mean, that's fair. Maybe he just doesn't know what to do. Like, he literally just doesn't know what to do. Like, this is it. I mean, that, that, that's the only conclusion to come up with at this point, right? Because, I mean, you wouldn't think that you would just send those kids out there to just continually just get beaten down. But it's it's just been a very odd thing because this whole year has been about just how awful the players are, and it has nothing to do with Kenny Payne's coaching well, ability. You, you know, that, that, that vacillates a little bit. You know, every now and then the narrative changes from we need bad players. You know, for a couple of weeks there was like, you know what, we can keep the roster, add a couple of guys, and we'll be okay. And and we can make it work. And now it's back to we got to completely flip the roster. We got to go out in a portal, and we have to literally get like thirteen new dudes. <laughs> well, we can. Well, we'll we'll keep a core for. You know. Yeah. They want to uh, keep him. Yeah, we keep a core for because he has energy. But we need to get rid <laughs> of everybody else because everybody else has zero basketball IQ. They don't know what they're doing. There's zero talent on this team, so everybody has to go. It's tough, man. Like, I, but it, then you have to ask yourself, who are you gonna get? Who are you gonna get? <laughs> That's number one. I, wasn't some talking about KP trying to flip AJ or? 
whatever, you know. But no, we'll we'll have to see what what can happen. Well, I mean, the one thing that scares me about you know moving forward, and, and I definitely think that I, I just think of the uh, the old Looney Tunes cartoon where Bucks Bunny is lining up for the uh, firing squad, and he has the blindfold on with a cigarette in his mouth. Like I feel like that's symbolic of the end of this Louisville basketball season. Really? Because I was thinking about a wild, wild E. Coyote keep trying to buy things at Acme, <laughs> thinking she's finally <laughs> catch a road runner, and it never works. I mean, it like well because this, the end of the schedule is so much worse, or it's so much more difficult than everything before it. Like you know, of course, everybody knows that the ACC, uh, ACC loves to backload Louisville's schedule, and that month of February is always just a beast. And it starts, you know, like I said, on the road, number 19 Miami today, um, 7 o'clock on ACC Network. I actually start against that beat down against Pitt. Yeah, yeah, I mean, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, it, it just – Man, Pitt, I mean, Pittsburgh played us like they were the Harlem Globetrotters and we were the, the generals. Washington generals. Yeah, I mean, Louisville had already set the record for most 20-point losses in the season. I believe that the game on uh, Tuesday was their ninth. Uh, loss of 20 points or more. So just adding to the record books. No, this, this is finally, I think, the worst team now in the history of Louisville basketball. In 109 years, Louisville's been playing basketball. This is now officially the worst team. Yeah, they, they said they've already set a record for losses. They've set a record for 20-point losses. Um, they are, I believe, three or four spots from being the worst-rated uh, Ken Palm-era uh, Power 5 team ever. Um, so, I mean, no, they, they, this – has been a very, very tough stretch. But like I said, until all of the data is in. You don't need all the data. What are you waiting for? <laughs> until all the information. No, there is no all there's no all the data, all the information. You have you have enough. Well Louisville has, still has to go on the road and play Georgia Tech again. Maybe they can beat them. It doesn't matter. So there's I mean, who cares? Maybe they get I'm one not, more win. Who cares? You get one more win, who cares? Okay, you won four games. It's true. What does it matter at this point? Like literally like, what does it matter? No, I mean the season's over. You're playing for nothing. Only thing you can do now is, is play for the portal, and that's it. That's it. You know, this team reminds me of Bobby Petrino's last year when he quit, when he stopped yeah. coaching, and there's nobody really coaching the team except for like all the GAs and everybody else. And we were getting busted by 50. we were giving up fifty points every game. Every game on defense. I mean, but at least that team was competitive the first half of the year. I mean, heck, they, they, they were a well, terrible uh, Puma pass interception from beating Florida State. I mean, they this were. This team is a, has not been competitive the, the at all, like, all year. But, but that's when they were being coached. And when Bobby checked out, it was obvious. This team hasn't been coached all year. <laughs> like, but, they, but, they lost to a D2 squad to start the season. But what I'm saying is when when Bobby stopped coaching, just like last year with Louisville's basketball team when – yes. When when everybody stopped coaching and you saw the team kind of fall apart, yeah, that's what this team has played like all this, season. No, no, I, I think that which this last game was different though. Yeah, but I'm almost gonna say this. I say that to say this because I'm tired of people telling me, trying to convince me that once KP gets his players in, everything's going to be different. No, it's not. You know what? We if, if if he gets all the players he wants, he has a team full of five stars. We may get to 500 next year. But coaching is coaching. It is what it is. And you can tell. And that's why I brought up Bobby when he when he quit on the team and they started getting busted by 50 points a game. They giving up 50 points every game. You saw what lack of coaching does. The team, the team fell apart. They weren't trying. They weren't hustling. They were kind of going through the motions. And you saw what happened. Yeah. You saw the same thing last year. You know, once the coaching staff quit, 
Mack left, and it was Pegues and uh, who was a first who's never been a head coach Ross before. Ross McMains. And Ross McMains, who's overglow fire personal trainer. <laughs> yeah. Was running the offense. And this team still is weird. Like, but, they still won th- but they still won 13 games they and were, were competitive. They were way better. And they, like I said, they were super they beat, competitive. They that, almost won two games in the ACC tournament. That team beat Duke. Yes. That like, team beat Duke. They literally almost won. They, if, you know, if things go their way a little bit more um, against Virginia, they beat Virginia and Georgia Tech in the ACC tournament. Yes. <laughs> like, so... So, so with that being said, this is what a team looks like when they're just not being coached. Or not being coached well, should I say. I'm going to say Kenny's not coached. He's just not coaching well. And, and I, I said this before. Kenny may, Kenny's a great dude. I, I love Kenny as a person, right? Yes. Got a chance to hang out with him several times before, interview him several times before. He's a great dude. He's a great ambassador to the program, right? Absolutely, he knows a lot about basketball. He's a he's a great position coach, but being a head coach is completely different. It's completely and utterly different. Running an entire program, finding time to recruit, and balance your time between recruiting and coaching and everything else, and you know all the media appearances you have to do, and making sure that your staff's in place and they're doing what they're supposed to do, and the football ops guys doing what they're supposed to do, and you're still have time to go on the road and visit and see players. It's a lot. That's why you make three and a half million plus dollars a year to do these to do this. Yeah, no, I mean and, it, and some guys just they're just not a head coach. I mean it, it is what it is. And I think I know you want more data. I don't know why. <laughs> I mean you have enough data to see this ain't working. I, I mean, mean uh, there's yeah. more than enough data to let you know this ain't working. Like you need help. Like you need some serious intervention at this point. And it's not just town. I still believe, and nobody cannot, you cannot convince me of this. You want to convince me? Call in. You know the number. Let call me. in. Let me know. 502-384-1450. And let me know if I'm just crazy, but I still think there's enough talent on this team that this should be a tournament team this year. With the talent we have right now, this should be a tournament team. Or at least be on the bubble. Or at least NIT team. At the very least, NIT level team. But you have more than enough talent to be a tourney team. Yeah, no, I, I, I can't disagree with that. I mean, I, I definitely think that this Louisville team should be a lot better uh, th- than what they are. Uh, it's, But I'm, I'm not a basketball guy. That's you. You're the basketball guy. So convince me that I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong that... There's not enough talent on this team. They should at least, at the minimum level, be an NIT level squad. Minimum. Yeah, I, I mean, no, I, I can't, I can't disagree with that. I mean, it, it's one of those things where um, they should be better. Um, I, I think that uh, I, I was trying to find Jeff Goodman. Uh, you know, who's one of the foremost authorities, uh, you know, in college basketball, um, did a uh, podcast. And I was actually uh, trying to find the audio from that. Um, it was very interesting to listen to, to Goodman because you have these basketball f- uh, folks out here that are having discussions about Louisville. And, you know, it, G- Goodman is, is about as, as plugged in as it is. And, I mean, nationally, people are kind of like, you know, the, the general consensus is, well, yeah, Kenny Payne. Excuse me, uh, Kenny Payne is terrible, but I guess we need to give him more time, just because, <laughs> you know. Because why? <laughs> I mean, it's tough. 
I mean, it's like, so here's the thing, right? You, you, this is by far, okay, I mean, it is what it is. Like, this is the worst Louisville basketball team in the history of Louisville basketball. Now we're about to be the worst Power 6 team. Actually, according to some sources, we are historically the worst Power 6 team in the history of Power 6 basketball. I mean, yeah. I mean, we dipped low enough in Kempom before that we actually were the worst Power 6 team in history. But apparently after this probably four-game stretch coming up, we will once again dip well below the threshold to be considered the worst Power 6 team ever of all time. Yeah, I mean, I mean it's like you can't go any lower than what we are now. <clears throat> so at this point, you know what? If you don't think anybody's playing on the team, who cares? Bench them. Play whoever you, got, you know, whoever you have left on the team because it doesn't matter because you're not playing for anything. Knight is playing to get the young guys time. You might as well start Fabio Basile and uh, Zan, your son, Zan Payne, or Hersey Miller. Start them as guards. Start the game out. What does it matter? You're going to get busted by 20-plus points anyway. So does it really matter? I mean, that's a good question. I, it, it's it's I'm like – What's the difference between getting busted by 20 and 40 points? Is there a difference? I mean, it's, it's, it's fair. I mean, it just there, it, the only thing that, that's tough for, for me is I don't, I, I don't know how, like people keep saying, like unless Louisville kills it in the portal, like this is what I've heard, Louisville, to, to be able to get fans to get excited um, for next year, you know, you need to see – just a an amazing transfer class, grad you know, or not grad transfer, but just portal class. You need to see just Louisville just killing the portal. But my thing is this, because I've heard people say, well, he needs to kill in portal, and if he doesn't, you know, then there's not going to be any excitement. Let me ask you something. If you're Josh Hurd, um, the the Louisville athletic director, can you gamble on that? Because I, if this team does end up, in fact, you know. Let's say they do get one more win. They end up four and twenty-eight on the season, with their two wins being versus Georgia Tech, the other worst team in the ACC. Um, can you go into next season with that kind of? You know, I mean, can you take the gamble on saying that we hope that Kenny Payne, who struck out on every major transfer outside of Brandon Huntley Hatfield, he did not get anybody else, and ended up having to bring over Hersey Miller and Fabio Basile. If you are with the as much money as Louisville is hemorrhaging in basketball right now, can you take that gamble on putting all your eggs in the basket of hopefully he can get transfers the way they couldn't last year? Well, Josh Hurd, being a Tom George disciple, is going to have to take a page out of his old boss's playbook. Because remember when Bobby was having such a hard time finding a defense coordinator after they fired Grantham, and pretty much Tom would go out there and find him a defensive coordinator and stick him in his place? I think that's what athletic department's going to have to do. The same thing they did with Satterfield when he was here. We're going to find you a class. Don't worry about it. We got this. Sit down. We got this. We're going to go out there and we'll get the best players money can buy. Yeah. I mean, and that's what we have to do. Just sit down. Give me the password to the portal. I got you. We're good. We're going to get some players. You just coach them up or just let them play or whatever it is you do. <laughs> do something. <laughs> do something. But we're going to get some players because they don't have a choice. They don't have a choice. Like if we whiff in a portal, we get 
you know, a couple of dudes from NBA Africa that nobody really knows about, but all they really hustle guys. Uh, I mean, does anybody really trust this coaching staff to coach anybody up to make anybody better? Uh, absolutely not. Like so, <laughs> you know, so like you're stuck between rock and a hard place. And it's if you tough. do get talent in here, and you're still not a tournament team next year, then what happens after that? Then, 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 the, the, how much hope is the fan base going to have? Because the you know the 2024 class is already looking kind of suspect. The 2023 class has been a complete whiff. You st- I mean, so like, like, what happens? I mean, I, I just, I, I, it is, it is going to be. This is going to be. I don't want to say interesting. But this has to be the – I don't want to be hyperbolic when I say this, but this is probably going to be the biggest gamble in Louisville's basketball history. You know what I mean? Like like literally. Because what you do here and, and what happens next year, it could be the most important decision for the future of Louisville basketball. Well, you know what? I don't want to be that like what I, and, Haven. I'm say I this. have seen. I'm what, say this. Like I like, don't like I, I don't want to go that far. DePaul, St. John's, um, Georgetown, and I know that we like. I've heard so many people say that Louisville is too big to fail, and that you know that they have so much um, history and so much uh, push behind their, their university, even Indiana. Like Indiana is now storming courts for beating Purdue basketball, <laughs> and that's where Indiana Indiana used to be in that top five of the greatest basketball programs of all time, four or five. And now, like you can go, like I don't want to say we were spoiled. I mean, we were absolutely spoiled under Rick Pitino, but I have seen former powers fall off the map. So I know it can happen, and you never want to think that it can happen to you. Um, but it's it's a scary proposition, man. Like Louisville is is on the brink, and, and I don't want to say that it's guaranteed that it's going to happen. But man, if you go through a second year of this right here, I it it, it scares me. It scares me for the future. I don't want to. I'm definitely not one to be an alarmist, but. It just I have seen these great powerhouses fall off. But you would think with the transfer portal, you would think with um, the one-time transfers and, and the ability to flip a roster that you can flip it around like we've seen some of these other powerhouses do. But And, and that's yeah. why I'm not like worried, right? That's why I'm not worried that we're going to go down that path of, of irrelevance because all it takes is just the right coach, one good year in the portal, and not one good year in a portal, but a competent year in the transfer portal, and you know you're right back to where you were, right? You're right back to going to the tournament, and then you can start building, you know, through the your your traditional means of getting you know talent. So I'm not worried. I just think you just get the right guy in here. You don't have to be great. I mean, look at LSU, look at Missouri. Look at Kansas State, right? You don't have to be great in a portal. You just have to be competent in a portal and be able to coach up what you bring in. And you can be a good team. You can be a 
tournament team, and then next year you can go ahead, hit the recruits hard with all the resources that you have at, at the University of Louisville and get yourself a, a top flight class, and there you go. You're banging. So, no, I'm, I'm it's, it's, it's not dire, right? It's not like if it was a little football program and you had a super horrible coach as a hire and you had to dig yourself out because we are the blue bloods in basketball. So we're always going to have that extra leg up. Well, I appreciate you trying me pull me off the ledge, ledge Haven. But let me tell you what, we're going to go ahead. We're going to hop to this first break. Uh, you are listening to Wake Up 502. Rashawn Myers, Haven Harrington. Uh, we will be right back on Big X Sports Radio. Saturday, February 25th. Jocks Bar and Grill at 3423 Breckenridge Lane in Louisville, Kentucky comes to life from 9 p.m. until 2 a.m. Because it's the Jerry Hazard, Jake Hazard birthday celebrity celebration. Come out and party with the stars. Rajan Rondo, Jamal Brown, Mario Oruti, Dion Branch, and many of the MMA fighters. And on the ones and twos, it's none other than DJ Lowski. Come party with Jerry Hazard. He podcasts live with Wake Up 502 Sports Show hosts Rashawn Myers and Haven Harrington. Saturday, February 25th at Jack's Bar and Grill, 3423 Breckenridge Lane in Louisville, Kentucky. Admission is $10 at the door, $20 VIP with catering from Jeff Ruby's. For more party details, call JHAT at 502-889-1366. Event is sponsored by Roots 101 Museum, CassieDesignEvents.com, The Tipping Point Radio Show, The Jury Doctor, Community Connections Radio Show, and TLC Care Hub, LLC. Say they call me Tumane, the ebony lover. I validate the theory when I'm under the cover. It's the Spoiler King, meddling diamond ring. Football. My name's Tarula, I'm a real bad dude. Making sounds and noises that are certainly rude. But when we're on the field, my noises aren't art, nigga. And a hoop or a plane over. It's the Spoiler King, meddling diamond ring. I was leader of the team for about a week My specialty was the quarterback sneak I was sacked and attacked my bag was packed When I got the word in the form of a bird Mr. Sporky, better than diamond Welcome back, welcome back to Wake Up 502 That is hilarious, I forgot all about that. That is the uh, the ending the ending song for the movie Wildcats. Goldie Hawn, Wesley Snipes, Wesley Snipes, Sinbad, classic. That is. <laughs> I mean, how many bad like football movies was Sinbad in? Oh man, like which one? He was uh, replacements. <laughs> yeah, Wildcats. Oh gosh, that is hilarious. <laughs> I forgot all about that. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. That's what I'm here for. Oh gosh! But welcome back, welcome back to Wake Up Five Hundred Two. I was asking Haven. I said, Haven, I need some football songs. I need, you know, it's it's a Super Bowl Saturday. 
You know what I'm saying? We need we, we need all of that. You know what I'm saying? We we, we need all of that. But uh, we <laughs> we got to jump back on. We already got the the text line is already up and popping. It's like it's it's crackalacking. So we're gonna get this going. And I'm gonna make sure we, we got our buddy Dre. He's been texting us and asking us over and over and over again about uh, Ed Reed and Bethune Cookman. So before you even send the text. <laughs> Dre, I'm going I'm going to ask you cuz I know that that text is going to come in. He wants Haven Harrington's thoughts. Of course, Ed Reed, uh the former uh, All-Pro uh for the Baltimore Ravens, uh, All-Pro safety, um was announced former, that he was former Hurricane, former Hur- Miami Hurricane, uh announced that he was going to kind of follow in the uh primetime Deion Sanders footsteps and go to a uh, coach at the HBCU. And it was announced that he was going to be the new head coach at Bethune-Cookman. And uh you know, prior to getting the job, it was announced that Bethune-Cookman was no longer going to hire Ed Reed, kind of out of the blue. Um, what are your thoughts on that? And I'm just going to leave it right there, and I'm going to answer this. I'm, I'm going to get this one in before Dre even sends it in. What, what do you think about everything that happened with I completely, 100% agree with Bethune-Cookman. I mean, I'm not going to hire a dude who's talking greasy about my school. Like, why would you do that? I mean, every comes on is like, they didn't clean my office out. My office is, is dirty. What kind of lockers are these? Hey, I've been seeing better lockers in high school. I mean, he's going on social media, like, trashing the school. Of course I'm going to fire you or not honor your contract. Or yeah, not. Not, he didn't even get fired. They, he doesn't yeah. even sign the contract. He doesn't sign the contract. Of course I'll let him go. You want to talk greasy about me and, and then want me to pay you to talk greasy about me? No, get out of here. Go. <laughs> or the lose. Now you come and talk greasy about me. You don't get the you don't have the job yet and you're talking greasy. <laughs> That's crazy. I agree with you. Like at least wait until the contract is, is signed and the ink is dry. Yeah. Before you start yes. trashing everything. That's like me getting, you know what, Haven, I think we have a job off UPS. I hate UPS. <laughs> Ugly brown trucks. <laughs> Why is your colors brown and gold? That's horrible. And, and just go on and on and on. About how bad UPS is. It's like, hey man, why, why'd you guys hire me? Of course, they're not going to hire you. I would have fired them too. If I didn't fire, I would have been like, man, look, peace, deuces, out. There's other guys we can find, like somebody. We can find anybody. Lovey Smith is, ain't, ain't doing nothing. We yeah. get him. <laughs> right? Yeah, ab- absolutely. Yeah, I, I definitely think that. Um, Ed Reed put his foot in his mouth uh, with, with that one. You know, I, I don't know what he was on. I guess he was trying to come in and uh, trying to tell. And the then try to of, clean it up later. And, the, and, and then he got trying to go like all these other little black uh, talk news shows, like Roland Martin and everybody else, and try to plead his case. And <laughs> had his little lawyer guy with them, and his and his lawyer guy was like always trying to be like, "There's a straight man." Well, you know, you see uh, my Ed Reed here when he. Uh, when he first announced the job, he thought there was going to be certain concessions made, and and, <laughs> and Reed's next to him. No, no, <laughs> that like, sound like the mad rapper. No, no, no I, I'm gonna tell you no. why, I'm mad, son. I'm gonna tell you why, I'm mad. Yeah, Grandma wanted me. <laughs> All these other schools wanted me. I just chose Bethune Cookman, and it is ungrateful. Well, my other client thinks no, no. <laughs> Offices were dirty. The ladies were ugly. The campus. They took me around. Everything was falling apart. I told my, I, I had all these resources. I had uh, Shaquille O'Neal and all these guys. I'm take my money. I'm going someplace else. Uh, yeah, and uh, <laughs> it was just horrible, man. It was just, it was, just, it was straight comedy for real. Yeah, but no, Bethune Cookman, you did the right thing. Yeah, I agree. You did the right thing by kicking that brother to the curb. Like we don't need you. 
Like 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 they said in the movie, I ain't gonna be supplying you. You're gonna be talking about my product. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that you, you get the Jive Turkey Award. We used to give out the Jive Turkey Award on Made of It Sports Show. So Ed Reed, you definitely get the Jive Turkey Award of the week for that one. That's that was terrible. So Dre, I know you've been asking that question. I've been meaning to get that. Like literally, when we've done game day five hundred two over at twenty first on Wake Up five hundred two, he sent that that question about five times. But you know what? I'm going to elevate that from the Jive Turkey Award. Remember we used to do the Fred Sanford, You Big Dummy? Yes. Yes. The YBD. You Big Dummy. Yes. He gets the the championship cup. Like, at least wait till you get the contract signed. Then you can dog him all you want to. But But why'd you dog your own school? I'm like, the, the guys that hired you. I mean, you just make them look bad. Like, I mean, like why, why are you going to do the that? The day after they announced that the man was going to be the head coach, he goes straight to social media and just starts dogging Bethune Cook. Like, what are you doing? You're supposed to uplift, not like depress, man. Like, you, 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 I'm not going to say it. Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. I was about to say something that's out of pocket. I'm just not going to do it. Oh, gosh. Uh, we going to go right back to the text line. Uh, uh, Dre, Dre said, uh, this is Dre. He said, Rashawn, did you ever find out if Louisville offered Boogie Flans? Uh, the Boogie Flans, for those who don't know, is one of the elite point guard prospects out of New York City. Um, uh, Danny Manning did go to uh, visit and watch uh, Boogie Flan up in New York a couple of weeks back. Um, he asked, uh, did, did Louisville offer Boogie Flans and also has – KP talked to Sky Clark. If the answer is no, then that's a problem. I'm going to put it to you like this. Every top player that Louisville has had any sort of discussions with, if all these kids don't have scholarship offers right now, um, I would say there's an issue. You know, Louisville doesn't like to publicize their scholarship offers for whatever reason. You know, that whole KP moves in silence crap that they keep trying to talk about. I would say Who's yes. Ninja now? Right. Like, I, I just, he's like. American I, Ninja Warrior. He's saying, well, you know, people, people, Kenny Payne don't want anybody to know who he's looking at. First of all, Kenny Payne is literally going after the players that everybody wants. So, like, there is no sneaky, you know, getting sneaky dudes. I mean, maybe you got this one over on, a, you know, with Emmanuel Corfor bringing him in. But you're talking about a, a kid from NBA Africa you know, that's literally playing on another continent. Like, the guys that, that KP is going after here in the uh, United States of America, like, everybody wants them. Every You know, Carter Knox and, and Carter Bryan and uh, Trenton Flowers and all these guys. I mean, they're all, uh, you know, being recruited by the best of the best. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure that all these guys have scholarship offers. Sky Clark was a kid that um, Louisville was hopeful to get in – uh, good with prior to him committing to Illinois. Of course, Sky Clark did decide that he was going to leave uh, Illinois after the first semester. Um, so I would definitely think that there's interest there. Um, now the question is, um, what's it going to take for Louisville to get these kids to come there? Because I mean, at this point, Haven, it's got to be about the bag, right? Like it's it's about oh, it's all about the bag now. <laughs> like it's about the bag and playing time. That's yeah. what I have to offer the bag and playing time. I mean, so you're gonna have to you're going to have to just basically pay these kids, um, whatever. I mean, and there are some players that will be like hired assassins, but the question is, Kenny Payne said he doesn't want any kids to come here because of NIL inducements. Yeah, you know, but no, <laughs> I, I I believe this one of those times that heard and staff would be like, you know, you just, just sit, sit down. down. Yeah, I got this. They're gonna do the blue chips. We're gonna do. They're blue gonna chips. get Shaq and yeah. Penny and and all them guys and just say, here you go. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, you gotta do something. So yeah, I mean, I, I, I the answer would say, Dre. Yes, I, I think that all these kids have been offered. The question is, are any of these kids gonna buy? Like a kid like Trenton Flowers. Um, you know, he recently kind of uh, reduced his uh, group of teams to a, a five. Uh, you know, a final five. And of those five, I, I when I looked at them, North Carolina, Arkansas, Alabama, Louisville were kind of the top four names on his list. I believe it's Kansas is the other team. Like, when I look at those those five teams, like, which one is not like the others right now? <laughs> it makes me nervous because, you know, everybody has said that Kenny Payne has been working very hard on Trenton Flowers and that he's in good with the family and the family really likes Louisville and that, you know, when Flowers came to the game last Saturday, he was here in town, uh, and, and came to watch the FSU game that he was very much into the game and he was cheering for Louisville and he's always talked very positive, positively of Louisville. But the question is, Haven, can Kenny Payne close the deal? You don't have to worry about that, man. I don't? No. You don't have to worry about that. I'm worried about it. No, the only thing that, that they have to do is like, listen, whatever these other schools are offering you, just add a zero, we got you. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm – that's where that's where we at. I mean, it is what it is. There goes Happy getting the best players money can buy. Exactly. <laughs> that's exactly what you have to do. It's like, how much are you offering you? Three million, three point five. Four million, four point five. Literally, just like an auction. I mean, that's that's where we're at. Like, I just, man, it just it's this is so it's so depressing. You know what? <laughs> Let's watch something happier because, okay. like, you're a KD fan. Tell me. What about yes. Katie going to the Suns once again? His failed experiment in New Jersey, his 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 fail, in New Brooklyn, his failed experiment trying to be, trying to become the man of his own team to outdo LeBron James and finally try to crawl out underneath LeBron's shadow. So now he's he's he goes back to Phoenix to try to crawl underneath the shadow to be the man I mean, I, to I don't finally think win really ch- underneath the shadow in Phoenix to right. finally win the championship. <laughs> With, with with his team, not anybody else's team, with his team. I, I think that the Brooklyn Nets did what they, – they made a smart move. Um, you know, of course, that big three, which, of course, was KD, Kyrie Irving, and James Harden. Or, as just, I like to say, Mulder and Curly. They only played 20 games together <laughs> in their time at the, with the Brooklyn Nets. Like, that's crazy that that group, that trio, only played the, in the, you know, three years that that group was supposed to be, you know – Super team, they only played three games together. I mean, excuse me, 20 games together <laughs> of the whole big three. <laughs> because That's of, crazy. Because they're old and injured. One's crazy, another two are old and yeah. injured. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like you had fat James Harden, you had KD coming off the Achilles, and Kyrie still thinking the earth is flat. So, <laughs> but like, that was the most disastrous group. Like, I'm trying to think of, like, worst trio. Like, that was just awful. That's like when the uh, Three Stooges added Shimp. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it just – it just it was tough. But, like, I, I think that Brooklyn made a good move because they got a lot of good young assets back. They got four first-round picks for KD. Um, you know, they have a lot of good young talent. Um, I, I think that they made the right move. It was like, let's go ahead, cut bait. Let's get some good young talent in here, and let's just start over because it's just not working. And, and I think that with the moves that they made, um, I feel like they set themselves up for the possibility of success. Sean Marks, the general manager over there with the Nets, has done an excellent job in drafting. 
Um, and he's done a great job of selecting players. But I, I think it was good for them to cut bait. I think that this is one of those situations where it's a win-win for both teams. Um, KD can still be the man in Phoenix. Phoenix does not have an established superstar to say this guy is the face of the program. Yes, they have Devin Booker. Yes, Devin Booker is on the cover of 2K23. Um, but Devin Booker is still trying to figure out exactly who or what he is. He's no longer considered the best two guard in the league. So this is an opportunity for Kevin Durant to go there, be the face of a franchise, and have an opportunity to win. Um, so, you know, I, I was surprised that Mikael Bridges was a part of that trade um, and the fact that, that they had to move on from him. But, you know, you got to give up something to get something. So I, I think that um, with the group that they have right now, um, I think they're going to have a shot. They're going to have an opportunity. Um, they have T.J. Warren who came over with KD. They still have old man Chris Paul, and they have, of course, DeAndre Ayton, uh, and Booker. So they got a nice lineup. They don't have the depth that they had previously. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. Um, you know, I, I, the trade deadline was crazy. I said, I sent a tweet out um, on uh, Thursday and said that I felt like my son, like, stole the controls to, like, actual NBA basketball and just started going crazy on roster managers because guys just started getting traded all over the place. You know, Russell, Russell Westbrook getting traded to the Jazz. You know, you had uh, Mike Conley getting traded to the Timberwolves. You had the Lakers, uh, you know, making all these moves to get these young guys to kind of try to help LeBron at least make the playoffs. <laughs> like, I mean, we'll see. We'll see. I, I don't know what it means. I mean, D'Angelo Russell, Louisville's uh, own D'Angelo Russell is back with NLA, um, you know, out there trying to help LeBron out. Uh, we'll have to see what, what it all means. I like the moves that the Lakers make. Like, it's kind of crazy because I felt like the Lakers had pretty much the least amount of trade capital. And even though they didn't, like, they made off pretty good. I mean, when you can go out and you can get Rui Hachimura, you can go out and you can get D'Angelo Russell, uh, you can get uh, Davon Reed. Um, they got some nice young young guys. Like, they aren't stars, but at least, you know, LeBron has some youth on his squad because, you know, they're, they were old as yeah. I'll get out. Plus, they were able to get out from under, um, oh, what's the little annoying little guard? Uh, they traded to the Orlando Magic. They got Mo Bamba, uh, the big man. Uh, from Orlando. <clears throat> uh, so, I mean, they made chicken salad out of chicken you-know-what. So, you know. I mean, but it also helps to have LeBron because everybody still wants to play with LeBron. Yeah. And I, I get it because, you know, it's like everybody wants to play with the greatest player of, your, of, of their generation. So I I completely get it. If nothing else, you get business tips from them, but, you know, at it, 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 the least. LeBron, can I maybe start one of your TV shows or <laughs> movies you got coming up, bro? You know, if you need, need a bit character someplace. LeBron in a remake of What's Happening Now. That would be hilarious. <laughs> yeah. I would actually watch that. Yeah, I bet you would. You're so hilarious. I would definitely watch that. Uh, back to the uh, uh, Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Uh, oh, got Pops checking in this morning. Says, Rock, you have been right all along. KP doesn't know how. What? Hold on. Hold on. Stop. Time out. Is this my father? You have been right all along. KP doesn't know what he's doing, you said. Uh, never thought it would have come to this. And the players are looking to the ACC tourney. Uh, worst plays first. It's over. Plus, uh, Purvis tried to talk Kenny out of uh, taking the Louisville head coaching position. What's up with that? Purvis looking out for his <laughs> I boy. I can't believe it. <laughs> Louisville has – if you have lost my daddy, 
There is no hope for you, Kenny Payne, because my, <laughs> my daddy has been riding hard. Die hard. For KP all hard. year long. And, and now my pops is even even, even broken. I, I You know, but that's I'm just. Purvis was trying to look out for you, Kenny. I think, like, that's the thing. that Like, people asking why Purvis was telling Kenny not to take that job. Maybe it was a situation where Purvis knew that Kenny wasn't ready for this. Yeah, it's like, dude, just just, just I mean, you're making good money with the Knicks. You know, you're a lifetime assistant. Uh, everybody thinks you're the greatest thing since sliced bread. Everybody loves the backup quarterback. So, you know, you can just sit there and have that, um, you know, label of this great coach that, you know, Julius Randle and uh, Kevin Knox and all these people give, you know, big-time credit for all of their improvement. You know, you can just kind of be that guy and be the guy that gets the accolades and just make money as an assistant, you know. And, and uh, it, it's <clears throat> – I mean, there's nothing wrong with that, you know. I, I think that it's okay. And I, and I think personally, I think that was maybe more – I would have to ask Purvis, like I have no idea – why Purvis told him not to take the job. Um, I do. But I, I think that could be it. Like, maybe they were trying to save him from himself. Yes. Your boys know. Th- that, that's like if I try to coach basketball. I, I expect you to pull me to the side like, Haven, <laughs> nah, bro. Just, just, just don't do it, bro. Coach track, bro. Yeah. Do, what, do what you know. You want to embarrass yourself. Stop I, it. Just, just stop it. Haven, wh- why did you join this basketball league? You suck at basketball. <laughs> what are you thinking? Just because you touch the backboard and you can maybe grab the rim again doesn't mean you need to be playing anybody's basketball at 49 years old. Step away from the court, get two knee braces, and join me over here on the sidelines. <laughs> just, just don't do it, bro. You know, I, that's what boys do. It's fair. I mean, it, it's – Haven. It's, it's tough. Please stop, stopping J- please stop shopping at JCPenney's. <laughs> You're dressing like your grandfather. To stop it. Oh no. Take the suspenders off. <laughs> if you if you start wearing suspenders, I'm going to stop yeah, yeah. that one. I'm gonna yeah, yeah, you're supposed down. to do. Said Haven, you know that's that's not a style anymore. <laughs> Nobody wears double knit reversible sweats. <laughs> Take the parachute pants off. It's over. Stop trying to grow a high top fade. Just just, <laughs> just 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 don't do it, bro. Come on over here. Let, let's talk. It's time for it's time for intervention. That's what I'm talking about, right? And that's what your boys are supposed to do. Your boys are supposed to talk about this stuff that you know is not good for you. So I, I think Purvis is really just looking out for Kenny. He's like, bruh, yeah, bruh, just, just, just step away, bruh. Just, just enjoy yourself. But, you know, that's just me. That's just me. But you know what? Hey, I, 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 uh-oh, 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 don't tell me the man, the myth, the legend himself, Captain Radio, he is on the line right now. Jay has. We just uh, we just heard about. We we, we played the commercial uh, that at the start of last break. Uh, the the man, the myth, the legend himself. Jay has. How you doing this morning? I'm doing great. Doing great. I'm like Tony the Tiger. Great, great, great. <laughs> wow, I love it. Hey, Jay, what you got for me this morning, man? Mass Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah, it's going down. And I can't stand either or teams. I know. I'm definitely not Terrible. a fan. I'm I'm definitely not a fan. I'm not I'm not a Jalen Hurt. Like it's it's a it's a watershed moment. I mean you got two brothers at quarterback, you know what I'm saying? You got Mahomes versus Hurts. I don't like <laughs> either one. I feel like it's my Lamar yeah. like my, my Lamar Jackson. I'm still kind of a sensitive Lamar Jackson fan, so Yeah, me too. You know. 
Kind of jealous. Louisville goes into the sunny city, man, Miami. Yeah, they down in 305, Jay. They, they got any chance today? No, sir. <laughs> it's over. It was like that guy yesterday with that tight hat and tight shoes it's like, and tight mouth. He just can't get nothing done. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, I, I I I hate to say it, but yeah, I think it's going to be a little ugly today. Number nine, it's the first ranked team that Louisville I think has played uh, since the um, the Maui tournament. So um, since I think Arkansas was the last ranked team that they played, uh, you know, Arkansas, Texas Tech, those two teams were ranked. Well, I'm, so. I'm just tired of seeing K Payne on TV press column. See, you got that sideline. I'm just tired of seeing you. I I, I want you to go. I've been saying this since day one. I mean, I, I want to get back to the glory days of uh, Louisville basketball. Hell, bring I mean, I mean, hell, I'll. The applications, I'm taking applications for the next Louisville basketball coach. I don't care if you're handicapped, blind, can't see nothing. I, I want somebody to coach. It's, I mean, I, I feel like Louisville fans, this, this game, this Pittsburgh game, that beat down on Tuesday, man, just. I think it, it kind of wore out some people. Like, like, even my dad. You know how positive my dad is, Jay. And, he, you know, he, he's oh, been man. one of the big, you know, Kenny Payne supporters. Even he sent a wow. uh, 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 text in this morning like he's kind of done with it. <laughs> so I say, well, when you lose yeah. my daddy, you've lost everybody. <laughs> man, but you gained somebody, though. You gained your son in the dunk last night. Yeah, yeah. My son got, got him one in last night in the end of varsity game versus Bullet Central. So you know, sent one down. He's he's on the come up, Jay. He's getting there. The belated birthday to Haven Hazard the third. Ah, thank you, Jerry Hazard the first. Haven Hazard, son, you just don't know what's going to transpire in two weeks. One of the biggest, one of the biggest festive events of the year of 2023. Hmm. It's going down. I can't wait. This city. This city, this this bar has never seen like this before. I have other this morning other confirmations just agreed to come. They come in four and a half miles to Louisville for this event. Four and a half miles or four and, and a half hours? Four and a half miles. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, so um I mean, really, it's gonna be. I, I can't wait to see how you guys set up and do your thing. I mean, it's just you guys get so excited yourself. And uh, I got a new commercial, Rashawn, just started today. Oh, did you? A new one. I know you got the the commercials rolling, man. That like people don't understand. Like this is gonna be a big deal. It's gonna be huge. This is the first Jay has birthday bash since uh, before uh, you know the COVID shutdown. COVID. So yeah, it's, yeah. it's going down. <laughs> I'm excited, man. I'm just so excited. I feel like a kid in the candy store. Yeah, absolutely. I'm so excited, man. But I don't have neither one in the Super Bowl tomorrow. I mean, I don't care who wins. It doesn't make no difference to me. Um, I'm going to eat real good. I know that. <laughs> you going to eat good? No, I think I ain't going to eat. I know you are. I know you are. It's going down, man. We had, we had a good Super Bowl Sunday last year, so... Uh, yeah, I can't, oh, I can't yeah. wait. I can't wait. It's going to be a game. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to be cheering for somebody. I ain't going to let nobody know, uh, you know, who, who I'm picking until a little bit later on. But uh, uh, you got a pick for the uh, game? Who, who you think is going to win? Man, I don't care who wins. <laughs> Dang. Now, Chiefs or Eagles, you just you just out on it. Uh, 
Man, I don't. Not case. Bring the Redskins back. Oh wow! There you go. <laughs> they are now the Commanders, sir. They are. They are now yeah, the Commanders. <laughs> well, thank you, Rashad. Hey, it was a great show, Doc. Hey, hey, I appreciate it, Jay. You have a good one. All right. Yes, sir. You too, sir. All right now. Hey, man, make sure y'all check it out. Hold on. I, I, I'm gonna I'm hit y'all up right now. Like this. This is the. We just played the commercial. Uh, we gonna get get it back one more time, just in case y'all y'all didn't know. Uh, check it out. Saturday, February 25th, Jocks Bar and Grill at 3423 Breckenridge Lane in Louisville, Kentucky comes to life from 9 p.m. until 2 a.m. Because it's the Jerry Hazard, Jay Haz, birthday celebrity celebration. Come out and party with the stars, Rajan Rondo, Jamal Brown, Mario Orudi, Dion Branch, and many of the MMA fighters. And on the ones and twos. It's none other than DJ Lowski. Come party with Jerry Hazard as he podcasts live with Wake Up Bible 2 Sports Show hosts Rashawn Myers and Haven Harrington. Saturday, February 25th at Jack's Bar and Grill, 3423 Breckenridge Lane in Louisville, Kentucky. Admission is $10 at the door, $20 VIP with catering from Jeff Ruby's. For more party details, call J-Hat at 502-889-1366. Event is sponsored by Roots 101 Museum, CassieDesignEvents.com, The Tipping Point Radio Show, The Jury Doctor, Community Connections Radio Show, and TLC Care Hub, LLC. That don't sound like football right there, y'all. Boy, get me hype. Little ACDC, Thunderstruck, coming back. This is Wake Up 502, hour number two. It's going down here. Big X Sports Radio, WXVW, the palatial studios of Big X. Uh, it's going down. Rashawn Myers, Haven Harrington uh, had to run out. Uh, he, I think he's going to call in and give me his picks. Uh, but he is uh, always on the move, as we always are. We always running. Uh, we always doing something around here. But welcome back in to Wake Up 502. We're going to go right back uh, to the uh, Wake Up 502 buzz line. That's 502-384-1450. Got our brother Wayne on the line. Wayne, how are you doing, brother? Man, I'm good, Sean. 
top of the morning to you, my brother. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. That be you. You know what? I appreciate that, Wayne. I I need that. Now, what you got for me this morning, sir? Well, it it has now become very apparent. It's all about show me the money. And I'm sure that uh, Kenny Payne and Josh Hurd have had the conversation. And Josh Hurd what do you need? What do we need to do? Yes. So he he provide the resources. So now, uh, 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 Kenny Payne, even though it's going to be kind of against his nature, his character, he's he's going to be a dog, just like the rest of them. <laughs> he's going to be yeah. a dog like the rest of them and be ruthless. And he's going to get the people that he needs. He's going he's he's he's, he's going like we would say. Uh, that's the DS, the dumb stuff, you know. <laughs> do what you got to do, man. You know, and, and because the thing about it, there's too much money behind him, he's not going to fail. There's too many people, too many good people, money people behind him that will allow him to fail. And I, and what I like about it, mm-hmm. he's going to do what he, he, he re, he's realizing the game has changed. And everybody else is doing, why not you? You need you need to do what you need to do. You know you can recruit. So do what you got to do. So I, I believe I believe that will happen. It, it's no doubt. It's no doubt. It's no doubt in my mind. And one of one of the things that that, that, that popped in my mind, uh-huh. and I was me and a buddy, we we was talking, and he, you know, he's he's a huge blue neck fan. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting. For, I was waiting for him to call me after that. After that disaster against Arkansas, he didn't call me. So I called him. I said, "I thought you was gonna call me, man." Oh man, no, he won't talk. But I told you, <laughs> and, and and you might as well face it. Next year, it's gonna be more of the same. You gonna you got any team that starts more than I say three. If you start three freshmen or more, you ain't gonna win nothing. You gonna win some games, but you ain't gonna win no championship. Period. Forget it. And when when those guys get on the court, they got talent. I don't hate on their talent, but but I'm, I'm a realist. Freshman will hurt you because for number one, it's it's, it's like when Slick was here, he has to he has each respective recruit two things. Yes, he said, son, can you guard anybody? Can you stop anybody? Can you play defense? And 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 they're positive. Uh, that's what I thought. And, and don't tell me about scoring. I even my at my old age, I can score. That ain't nothing. Yeah. But can you stop somebody? That's what it's about. You know, and if you can't do that, uh, you can't live off your high school clips and your high school reputation. You All the stuff you did in high school, when you get to college, you're going to be exposed because the, the players are more mature, they're skilled, and they will use you. Just like a, a prime example, when I watched the kiddies, Calipari can't make adjustments on pick and roll. She wait no, he got the talent, but no, and 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 then when you and these these high school kids when they when they start getting backdoored, <laughs> they'll all day long. They they wonder what because they don't see that they don't see that much in that much in high school, they, they, and they they'll be in a they'll be in a fog they'll be in a day, and I and I told my buddy I said man I'm just telling you you. I, and I, I, I'll tell you what I'll do. Since you're so confident in this highfalutin class, I'll give you one yard right now and tell me they're going to win the championship. And you can have this yard. <laughs> but, of course, you know, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, get, the, I didn't get the proper reason. Well, we, we'll have to, it ain't nothing to see. 
You got another number one cut. What is it to see? You, especially you not don't win no championship with them. Yeah, it, I don't it know feels why. like this is the last one, Wayne. I mean, because, you know, UK, I felt like the kind of the Arkansas game on, on Tuesday, when, when Arkansas just kind of came in there and just blew the doors off UK in Rupp. Um, exactly. You know, it, it was it was a tough one, but like this was the other because people, you know, t- said that they were kind of tired of Calipari bringing in so many young guys. So this was kind of the opposite. You had Sheepway, who's a junior. You know, you, you have all these veteran guys. You brought over uh, Antonio Reeves, who's a who's a you know a, a fourth year uh, player. Uh, you know, right. you have all these guys, but now that they're not talented enough, so now we get to see. Okay, well. You have the veteran, less talented roster. So now, you know, Calipari is going back to the talented young roster. So, you know, we'll have to see because, right. I mean, yes, yeah, the, they don't seem like Cal's getting it done one way or the other right now. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and then, look, I listen to them every night. They be, they be crying, man, crying. I said, what y'all, what y'all knew what it was? He told you. His objective, he told you from the jump what his objective was. To take care of these kids, get them to the NBA. This ain't nothing about winning a championship, get them to the NBA. But with, with these kids, they get enamored by UK, what they fail to realize, if you got talent, it don't make no difference what school you go to. If you good, you can get to the NBA. All they got to do is look at Jay Morant from Murray. He's yeah. a prime example. Yeah. First round pick. See, these kids, they, they get blown away. And they get, they don't think. They think that I gotta go to UK. I'll get to. The, you can get to the NBA anywhere if you're good. And you got the talent. They know about you. You, you don't have to go to all the so-called blue bloods or whatever. Yeah. And it's the, it's the same narrative. But Sean, you know I can talk to you forever, man. You know you my you know you my my man. <laughs> and I, I you know I love you and Haven to death. And uh, I appreciate and, it, man. And Joe. But as always, Sean, what we say at the end of the day, go cards. And you, you have a lovely and a blessed day, man. And stay warm because, man, it was kind of nippy out of this morning. <laughs> I know, man. Yeah, it was a little bit They had the, the, the frost out there on the windows this morning when I came out. <laughs> I know, but, but you know what made it? But the frost wasn't so bad. At least it was easy to take off. That's true. That's true. Absolutely. That, that was a blessing hey, uh, hey, Let me tell you something. You take, on Super Bowl weekend, can't nothing bring us down, brother. It's, it's the Super Bowl tomorrow. No, exactly. We're going to party. <laughs> and, and, and I'm going to give you a quick thing on the Super Bowl, Doc. Yes, sir. The Super Bowl is going to be, you can't lose either way. You got two brothers at the quarterback. Yeah. So you can't lose either way. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, so, so that's a good thing. Yeah, I, and, I, I, and, I totally and agree. And another, it ain't never happened before. Yeah, first time. First time two so American quarterbacks thing. facing off. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's history. For, for Black History Month, Wayne, look at there. We got a little black history. Ain't, ain't it perfect. <laughs> and, and, you know, and, 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 and the talking heads and the pundits, they don't have nothing to say. Yeah. yeah. Nothing. No. No, because that's it. Because it, it, what it shows is we can do what we want to do. You know, we if we can get in, we're going to fit in. Yeah. You know, from, from football, basketball, track, whatever it is. Golf, hockey, we can do it, tennis, we can do it all. And, 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 one, and one day, and, and at one time, they're going to finally recognize and quit playing, you know, with this, with this stupidness. Absolutely. But, Sean, I'm going to let you go, brother, and you hang on in there, and it's going to be all right. <laughs> but I'm, I'm good. And I, I was listening to you, I said, Sean, 
He done thrown down his marriage. <laughs> I look, I'd have to call you this morning. I know. Talking about my blood BP pressure. Medicine, no, 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 no. Okay, trying to keep the blood pressure down, uh, Wayne. I'm eating my Cheerios you know, and I'm trying to, to relax. That. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey. man, you go on and enjoy the rest of your day, brother. I and you know, I will call at you again. And when we say the end of the day, go cards, man. Thanks, hey, hey peace, appreciate it, Wayne. Thank you so much, man. That's a lot. Yeah, what Wayne hit me up. You know, I I answer the phones uh, back back here, and uh, when I answered the phone, uh, Wayne was like, "Ray Sean, I'm gonna tell you, you sound a little toned down today." I was like, "Yeah, yeah, these uh these Cardinals, they 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 just about done wore me out, man. Yeah, yeah, y'all know I I uh, wear my heart on my sleeve when when I watch this little basketball team, man, and and I feel like, you know, we've been in this is just. I, I've never been through anything like this, and I, I feel like I'm finally <laughs> starting to slow down. The passion is just slowly trickling uh, out of out of my body right now. I just don't know how much I got left, y'all. But uh, appreciate the call. If you want to get in next, 502-384-1450 is the, the Wake Up 502 buzz line. Uh, you can get in next. Uh, of course, you can text in as well, 502-414-1450. Going to go back to the text line. Um, a texter says, uh, uh, says, why was KP at Kentucky State University last week? <laughs> I didn't know KP was at K-State. Maybe he's looking for some guards. I don't care where KP goes. KP can go to K-State. KP can go to Bellarmine. KP can go to, uh, uh, you know, uh, Kentucky Polytechnic Institute. I don't care where he goes as long as he brings me some guards in here. Like, please. That's that's what I'm about. So, you know, if, if he was at K-State, maybe he was scouting, possibly. I did notice um, I, it kind of, you know, the, it, for those of you all who don't know, DJ Wagner um, and Aaron Bradshaw as well as uh, Trenton Flowers and some other guys were in town uh, la- uh, not last night Friday but a week from Friday last week. Um, and KP was out there uh, – uh, checking out kids but he was also there hugging all on John Calipari and laughing and smiling and all that stuff I just got to keep it real with y'all man like I when Louisville's just constantly getting their heads beat in I'm not really trying to deal with watching KP doing all that like I know that may be pity uh, um, petty and I know that he's uh, you know Calipari guy and all that stuff but when Louisville's losing the way they're losing I could definitely do without seeing my coach laughing and smiling and yucking it up uh, while I'm going through you know the worst most embarrassing season of my basketball watching life for for the University of Louisville I just I know it's 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 something that you're gonna see and that's kind of KP's nature and that's who he is but Yeesh, like I, that, that that one, I think that may have done a little bit to take a little starch out of my sales too because that just was like, well, you know, we'll see. Texter also said, hey, can I get a couple of tickets uh, to the birthday party at Jock's? Uh, you know, we may have some some tickets to give away. Y'all stay tuned. It's coming down. It's going down uh, in two weeks. It's uh, two weeks from today, the Jay has birthday bash like the uh, like you heard on the commercial. So I, I I had to get with Jay. We might be giving away some tickets because, you know, it's, it's going to be, when I tell you all, it's going to be a event. You definitely are going to have your face in the place um, you know, the good folks over there at Jocks always take care of us. So 
um, you know, it's definitely a great place. And also uh, a place that you want to check out is, of course, 21st in Germantown. Um, we'll be there for the very last game day 502 of the year. Um, that's over 1481 South Shelby Street, uh, 21st in Germantown. We will be there. Uh, we're going to hopefully have some special guests coming to talk about the Louisville TBT team uh, and, and a lot of other things. Make sure you come out, uh, join with us, have some fun, talk some football, uh, you know, uh, ch- check out uh, what's going on on the basketball scene. Uh, they have so many great uh, food and drink options as well at Jocks. Uh, they're always coming up with something. Uh, it was crazy, y'all. Like, I had I had never had this before. But Zoe, who is kind of the, the, the culinary master uh, in the kitchen there at 21st in Germantown, um, she made me a chicken fried tofu sandwich. Like, I had never had tofu before. And all I've ever heard about tofu is it's just like eating, like, air or just some sort of, like, Play-Doh type thing. Like, <laughs> like it just never seemed like something I would ever be interested in trying out. But Zoe talked me into it because she's such an amazing cook. And let me tell y'all something. If you are, you know, a, a, a uh, you know, so somebody who doesn't do the meat, that was excellent. It was really, really good. I was shocked. So uh, definitely come out, check us out. They have so many great food options. They have so many great drink options. Of course, they have live entertainment in the back, um, uh, karaoke up front. I was out there last night doing a little karaoke. Y'all know I love my karaoke. So uh, we were in there getting it in there. Um, Would love to see you starting at 4 p.m. That's 4 to 6 p.m. for game day 502 at 21st in Germantown. We always have a great time. Uh, We will kind of do a deep dive in to uh, the Super Bowl, uh, as well as uh, all the games going on. Uh, we'll have those up and playing and see if uh, uh, Louisville and UK both can get back on uh, the right track. So that, that'll be going down as well. Uh, <laughs> a texter uh, says uh, at uh, 502-414-1450, says, did we talk about Robbie Valentine as the mangler? <laughs> Flintstone reference. Oh, that's just... That's awful. That is that is awful. Um, you know, an unfortunate for Robbie Valentine and just an unfortunate situation uh just all the way around. Um uh for for those of you all who don't know, uh, uh former uh Louisville uh Cardinal Robbie Valentine was arrested for some uh uh some 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 issues. So just a uh, shout prayers to him, prayers to everybody uh who has anything to do with that situation and uh I just hate to see it. I hate to see it all, all the time, but hopefully, um, you know, things will turn out for the better. Um, so, you know, just just prayers up, man. Just just we got it. We got to treat each other better, man. Just that, that's all I can say about it. Just, you know, we, we got to find a way uh, to, to not do those things. We got to have coping mechanisms and we got to, you know, have a lot of other things. You know, I don't know everything that happened with the situation, um, but, uh, but prayers out to everybody involved. Uh, but I tell you what, y'all, we're going to go ahead. We're going to hit this last break. When we come back, um, going to get Haven Harrington on the line so we can go ahead and start doing our Super Bowl preview, kind of talk about what's happening next, talk about, uh, you know, who's going who's gonna to get this thing done. Uh, we have that and much, much more. Uh, Donovan Mitchell uh, getting ready for the All-Star game is heading into the All-Star break on a high note. So we got that and much, much more. You listen to Wake Up 502, Rashawn Myers, Haven Harrington, and we'll be back on Big X Sports Radio. Yeah, 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 that's the shit. Yeah, 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 that's the shit. Yeah, 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 that's the shit.
February 25th, Jocks Bar and Grill at 3423 Breckenridge Lane in Louisville, Kentucky comes to life from 9 p.m. until 2 a.m. Because it's the Cherry Hazard, Jake Has birthday celebrity celebration. Come out and party with the stars, Rajan Rondo, Jamal Brown, Mario Orudi, Dion Branch, and many of the MMA fighters. And on the ones and twos. It's none other than DJ Lowski. Come party with Jerry Hazard as he podcasts live with Wake Up 502 Sports Show hosts Rashawn Myers and Haven Harrington. Saturday, February 25th at Jack's Bar and Grill, 3423 Breckenridge Lane in Louisville, Kentucky. Admission is $10 at the door, $20 VIP with catering from Jeff Ruby's. For more party details, call JHAT at 502-889-1366. Event is sponsored by Roots 101 Museum, CassieDesignEvents.com, The Tipping Point Radio Show, The Jury Doctor, Community Connections Radio Show, and TLC Care Hub, LLC. Saturday morning, Rashawn Myers, Haven Harrington taking care of you. Big X Sports Radio, last segment of the day. It is going down on a Super Bowl Saturday. So many things going on. Uh, a little Iron Man coming back, Black Sabbath. Uh, you know, I got to get, y'all always, we got a groove. You know what I'm saying? We, this is how we set the tone for the rest of the day and the rest of the weekend. I got to get y'all moving and grooving. So, you know, got to get it going. Uh, you know, had to get some. I needed hard hitting sound today, y'all. It's, it's football. Uh, you know, it's the last week of the football regular season. Uh, excuse me, of the, of the football season. It's Super Bowl Saturday, Super Bowl Sunday tomorrow. Everybody's gonna be out and eating chicken wings and having a good old time. So, uh, you know, definitely needed some some rhymes and rhythms to go with it. So, you know, hopefully we have done a little bit. Uh, for everybody today. So I hope y'all are, uh, in, are enjoying that um, as we get ready for the Eagles taking on the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, you know, Jalen Hurts uh, and the Eagles, who've been surprisingly uh, kind of wire to wire the best team in football, uh, just kind of out of the blue. Uh, you know, it, people knew that the Eagles had an opportunity to be better uh, this year, uh, bringing over A.J. Brown. Uh, to, to pair him uh, with uh, Devontae Smith um, <clears throat> has been none short of outstanding. Uh, that Eagles defense has been amazing, the number one rated pass defense in the NFL, and they've just kind of just basically run roughshod over all, everybody. Um, so at some point, uh, you just have to kind of give them their due and, and just believe who they are. I've been waiting, and I've said it, I've been waiting for the Eagles to kind of come back down to earth and kind of remember who they are, but – 
maybe this is really who they are. Uh, it, it has been an amazing, amazing season for the Eagles. I know my buddy Trevor Kelsey, who is a humongous Eagles fan, um, you know, he is very, very excited, as he should be, uh, to watch his team once again uh, back in the Super Bowl uh, with an opportunity to win another title. Um, so, you know, I mean, hey, he's doing a lot better than, you know, me. Uh, as as a avid follower of both the, uh, you know, longtime uh, Oakland slash Los Angeles slash Las Vegas Raiders fan, um, you know, and of course a uh, short-time suffering uh, Baltimore Ravens fan since Lamar Jackson's been there, um, it's been a uh, it's been rough for me. So at least somebody gets to be happy. <laughs> so you know, my son loves the the Chiefs and uh, Trevor loves the Eagles. So uh, somebody I know is gonna be happy one way or the other. So I guess that's just gonna have to be good enough for me. Um, but you know, it, it's it's gonna be fun. It, it's gonna be fun. I cannot wait to see uh, what happens uh, with that. Um, it, it it is. A showdown that I have begun to look at like this. When I think about the two teams, when I think about, you know, the, the Philly Eagles, we kind of talked about the fact that Jalen Hurts has been a guy that has been better than a game manager. He's been a guy who's been able to go out there and make the right play and, and just keep, continue to keep the chains moving. He's working behind um, what people, most people believe is the best offensive line in all of football. Uh, they have a dynamic duo at wide receiver. They have an excellent tight end. And Jalen Hurts has just made the plays. And I've you know, heard some people say that, well, you know, uh, you could put just about anybody behind this or, or, you know, running this offense, and if they were competent, they would find success, kind of trying to take away from Jalen Hurts and what he's done. But, you know, there's something to be said about, about somebody who can go in and make the play that needs to be made. Um, I, I don't think that's something to be taken away from, and I think that you have to give credit where credit's due. I have been one of the most staunch haters, uh, for lack of a better term, of Jalen Hurts for a long time. I always thought that he was a guy who got overhyped. Uh, I thought that people wanted to compare him to Lamar Jackson when I really felt there was no comparison, and I do still think that Lamar Jackson's the better player. But um, Jalen Hurts, you know, won a national championship at, at Alabama. He transferred to Oklahoma and had the best offense in college football. He's gone to the Philadelphia Eagles, and he's run that team effectively and efficiently and been a lot better uh, than what I thought and what a lot of people thought he would be. Um, so at some point, you just have to kind of give credit where credit's due, and Jalen Hurts is balling. So he gets his team uh, to the pinnacle. Uh, you're in the Super Bowl. You have an opportunity to win a championship. And, yes, is this squad loaded? Yes, does it have an amazing defense as well as offensive weapons all over the place? Absolutely. Um, but you still got to get it done. And we've seen a lot of people that had what folks thought – uh, to be unbelievable offenses and unbelievable teams, and they've not got it done. I mean, heck, look at Tom Brady. Uh, even for as great as Brady was, he took an undefeated team into the Super Bowl, and he lost to Eli Manning. <laughs> you know, so anything can happen. So just the fact that Jalen Hurts has gotten his team to this point and has an opportunity to take them all the way, that has to be commended. Uh, but when I look at the game, the biggest thing I always think about is – who has the better quarterback? Because usually this game is won by star players and, you know, the star players that make plays on the biggest stage, that would be Patrick Mahomes. I think there's no doubt about that. There's, of course, still the question about the high ankle sprain. 
Um, what's that going to look like? What's his mobility going to be like? I definitely believe that that's something that is a concern. Uh, he looked pretty good uh, in making plays versus the Bengals last weekend or two weeks ago. So I think that Patrick Mahomes should be good to go. I mean, he's had two weeks to kind of get treatment and rest up. He was um, none short of outstanding uh, against the Bengals, even though he was clearly not 100%. And at times he was out there limping around, but he made the plays and he was able to get the throws and make the throws down the field that he needed uh, to help his team succeed. So the you know, edge and quarterback obviously is still going to go to Patrick Mahomes because he's been there before and he's considered probably the best quarterback in college or excuse me, in the NFL right now. Um, so I look at that and then I ask, um, you know, who's the best or the biggest playmaker um, on the defensive line? Who's a guy who can go out there and make plays? And I think it's Chris Jones. Um, you know, the, the Chris Jones, um, the, his ability to play both on the interior of the line uh, and rush off the edge, um, he gets moved all around that defensive line. He put Kansas City on his back defensively and just made things happen and just decided that Cincinnati was not going to beat him. Um, as I said, he looked a lot like Reggie White did uh, the year that the Green Bay Packers won the Super Bowl, uh, where he just kind of just decided, no, we're not going to lose to the Bengals again. And he got it done. That, I personally believe, he is the best linemen in this game so while I definitely believe that the Eagles are the better team I think that the Chiefs have the two best playmakers on offense and defense so even though the uh, Eagles definitely have the star power um, they definitely have the numbers they definitely have had the consistency um, while I think that they should be the favorites I do pause because I, I really uh, truly believe that um, Kansas City Chiefs are going to have an opportunity. Uh, I think they're going to have an opportunity to win it. Um, they have um, not your classic playmakers at wide receiver, but you know when I've seen Tom Brady go out there and elevate, also ran guys and and you know Larry Moe and Curley at the wide receiver positions, and I've seen him take those types of wide receiver groups and win championships. I believe that even with some of these guys and that 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 Patrick Mahomes has, he can get these things done. I mean, the fact that they're back in the Super Bowl, everybody said that with Tyreek Hill leaving, that was going to probably spell the end for uh, you know the Chiefs, and that it was going to be a big drop off. And we did see the Chiefs struggle a bit early, um, but you know they rang over Kadarius Tony uh, in, in a trade uh, with the uh, New York Giants. Um, they were able to uh, find some some guys to to kind of come in there and fill some of those spots, and they and they've done well. I mean, so you know, I, I think that th there's an opportunity there uh, for some big time things to happen. We're going to go ahead and go right back uh, to the wake up five hundred two buzz line. Uh, uh, Caller, you're on the line. Uh, your name? My name's Haven. Hey, Haven, how are you doing this morning? <laughs> I, I'm I'm doing quite well. I'm with my uh, football expert here, Miss Marley. Oh, okay. and uh, I was listening to your breakdown on the radio, and I must say, I'm quite impressed. Are you impressed with my with my breakdown? Very impressed. <laughs> very very impressed. Well, thank you. I appreciate that, hey. You know, I mean, but it, it is. I I feel like, hey, when I do when I look at the game, I feel like. 
the, you know, the Eagles are the better team, but I think the best two playmakers in the game on offense and defense both belong to the Kansas City Chiefs. Like, like, what, what, what do you think about the matchup? Like, are, are you seeing it the way I'm seeing it? What, what do you think are the biggest uh, factors for the game tomorrow? To me, the biggest factors are the fact that the Chiefs upgraded their defense. You mentioned this already, that the Chiefs upgraded their defense in the offseason, and that was a direct result of them losing Tyreek Hill. So, you know, you lose Tyreek Hill on the offensive end, so you take some of that super explosiveness off. But then you add it on defense to make yourself more competitive. And I think that's what we saw against the Bengals was that that retool defense really showed its modesty and what it could do. And honestly, you know, it got the Chiefs to win. Um, and, of course, on offense, you still have Patrick Mahomes, who's one of the top two quarterbacks in, in the league. The man's magnificent. But I'm going to say this. I have always underrated Jalen Hurts throughout his career. Yes. I didn't think it was that good Alabama or Oklahoma or, or even other stops. Then when he got to the NFL, I was like, eh, he's all right. But you know what? Some dudes just win, right? Some guys just win. And he's just one of those guys that he just wins. He does enough to win. You know, he doesn't have a lot of a flashy plays. Uh, you know, he doesn't whiz bang you with these awesome throws and everything else, but he gets it done. He just gets it done. You can tell that he is a coach's son because he plays like a coach's son. He knows what to do, when to do it. He's unflappable. Uh, he doesn't get stressed or, you know, doesn't panic. He just goes out there and makes plays. Yeah, I mean, so I think I'm underrating Jalen Hurts. I mean, and that's what I said, Abe. Hey, you know, I have always been a guy who, um, you know, kind of doubted Jalen Hurts and always said that, you know, he's just more more or less a product of having so much talent around him that, you know, it's kind of like too, too great to fail because he's always been put in that position. But there has to be something said for somebody who goes out there and can make the play, right? Yeah. I mean, he's not a running quarterback, but if need be, he can break you down. I mean, more of a, a drop-back pass who happens to be able to run. Yeah. Uh, you know, he just, I mean, he just makes plays, and he makes plays in, in, in timely moments. Uh, and he doesn't make a lot of mistakes either, which is something else that I think underrated about his game, right? He does make a lot of mistakes. Like, you see a lot of the dynamic quarterbacks who are, are great players, but they make a ton of mistakes. But Derek Carr is a prime example. Derek Carr is a great quarterback. And, you know, certain stretches of the game, he looks like Joe Montana. And then other stretches of the game, he looks like Billy. They were pissed up to hype. So, but you have to give it to Jalen. Jalen's consistent. He's he's just just an all-around good quarterback. You know, he may not be the flashiest guy. You know, he may not give it up for home, like, uh, no-look passes and all this other stuff. But at the end of the day, they score points, they matriculate the ball up and down the field. He catches guys when they're open. He doesn't overthrow a lot receivers. He makes the tough throws. He makes the easy throws. And sometimes, a lot of times in the NFL, the easiest throws are the hardest ones to make. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, I, I agree with you. I mean, it, it is such an interesting matchup, man, because, you know, when I look at the path that the Eagles 
had to take to get here. You know, and I look at the fact that basically he faced Daniel Jones twice uh, playing the Giants at the end of the last game of the regular season and then facing off against Daniel Jones again and the Giants in the, uh, you know, in the uh, divisional round of the playoffs. And then he played San Francisco 49ers with, you know, the third and fourth string quarterbacks. Like, I just don't know how to take the Eagles because the Eagles hit their path especially with the first half that the 49ers put on the Eagles. The 49ers were in that game. And had um, Brock Purdy not gone down with injury, I fully believe they had an opportunity to not only be in that game, I feel like the 49ers had a possibility of, be, of, of being in the lead at halftime. Now, of course, everything fell apart in the second half. And, you know, that, that, that poor backup quarterback just – he ended up getting hurt and injured. Then you had to bring Brock Purdy back in, who had a bad elbow. It was just <clears throat> a bad situation for the 49ers. So I don't know how to take the Eagles going into this because I don't know how much they've really been tested. Uh, you know, and that, that is true. The NFC has been, uh, especially the playoff run, has been rather weak. But I, I will say this. Defense wins championships. And the Eagles have the best defense. And we've seen it before, yeah. like when Denver won the Super Bowl. It had nothing to do with Peyton Manning. That was all the running attack and all defense, right? Yeah. Uh, the first bowl that the Baltimore Ravens won. Oh, it had nothing to do with Trent Dilfer at all. That was just, it was all defense. And if, if you can bring your defense, then you can win. And I think that's going to come down to the, if the Eagles bring their defense, they'll win. What Charlie Strong say, you got to pack your defense, got to pack your special teams, right? <laughs> so that's the man who just quit the, uh, the hurricane. Yeah, I know. It just, it just <laughs> wasn't going to work out. Poor, poor, poor Chuck Strong. He just can't get it together, Lord. He just. <laughs> I mean, but you know what? That That's like your whole thing when coaches leave move on bad terms or just leave, man. That, that's what happens, right? Yeah, yeah. They just fall apart. Yeah. But you know what? That, that, that's. That's different conversation. We're talking Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, no, it's 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 you know, it's definitely true that the Eagles um, have the best defense in the game. But I, I think that one of the things that's kind of been a hallmark of the Chiefs' defense uh, through this run is that their defense has been they've been able to make the big plays when they need them. Like they've been able to kind of I don't want to say bend but don't break. But they've been able to step up and make the big plays when they were necessary, and the way that they've played um, in this playoff run has shown that. Because I, you know, I definitely think that the better game and the better team, like the Chiefs, own the best win of the playoffs so far, knocking off the Cincinnati Bengals. Because you're talking about a Bengals team that was the hottest team in the NFL. Uh, came in playing with all the um, bravado in the world. They came off a big-time beatdown of the Buffalo Bills up in uh, uh, western New York. They were able to get that done. Um, so they definitely have the biggest win, and I think that has to be taken into consideration. I mean, the fact that they were able to slow down Joe Burrow and that offense and that defense was pretty much able to hold that Cincinnati Bengals team to only 20 points in the game, that has to be commended, right? Oh, that's Commendable. I mean, like like you said, man, they were the hottest thing going, and the fact that they were able, you know, to to put that offense, that stellar offense, in check because Jamar Chase was just shredding defenses left left and right, and you know the fact that you they put him in check, I mean, put him in check, uh, it's just phenomenal. 
Uh, you know, it's not to get up to them, but you know what? There's something about that hard-nosed Eagles defense, man, I, I just like. No, you know, it's, I, that, it's that old-school NFC smash-mouth type of play. Now, now, let me ask you something because uh, uh, it's on the high ankle sprain for uh, Patrick Mahomes. Now, Mahomes insists that in the – uh, AFC Championship game that he went out there raw dog no uh, no shot no you know no painkillers he said he just went out there raw dog in that cold weather and just made it happen do you think he's lying like I feel like that's a yeah. little bit of a why <laughs> I, I don't feel like that's not he's telling the whole truth hey Harrington. you know what he probably didn't get a shot but he may have had some uh, time on nine thousand. <laughs> He was definitely uh, feeling good. <laughs> like I don't know if I believe it. He said no. He said no painkillers. He's a he's a G. He just went out there in that cold and that you know five degree weather or whatever it was that wind chill factor uh, in in Kansas City and played that thing. I don't believe that for for a minute. Like I, I mean, come uh, yeah. on. I mean, if he is, he's a man's man. That's a <laughs> that's a. Th- yeah, so I mean, so all right, hey man, so we got about co- got a couple minutes left. I need to know, g- g- give me your thoughts, g- g- give me your prediction for the game and the uh, Super Bowl MVP. Uh, it's gonna be super, super close. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take the Eagles in a close one. Uh, probably like a last second field goal to, to, to seal the win. Um, MVP, you know, they always want to give it to like. Uh, a quarterback, and it probably if, if whoever wins, that that quarterback will probably be the MVP, whether it's Jalen or Mahomes. But I'm, I'm gonna go on the defensive side of the ball. Even wow. though losing effort, give me Jones as, as as your MVP. I think he's wow. gonna wreak havoc. I think the Eagles to shift their their protection to his side, um, and I think it'd be interesting to see like how they do it. I, I expect them to run Jalen to slow down that pass rush. Um, so I expect to see some uh, quarterback draws, uh, some design quarterback runs. I expect them to roll the pocket out uh, to kind of mitigate what Jones can do. And I think that with their two dynamic uh, wide receivers, they're going to get open. I think they'll get open deep, especially as uh, Jalen starts to roll the pocket out. I think that's going to cause a linebacker as well as people to uh, move up. But I think on a double move, you're going to see these guys get uh, get free deep. It's going to be up to Jalen to hit him and make, and make the truth pay. Well, there we go. I, I, hey, you know what? And, and give me I, – I, I have gone back and forth on this, um, but that game was so impressive to watch what the Chiefs were able to do in that win over the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to take – the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs are going to find a way to get it done. I think that the fact that they're a little bit more battle-tested, a little bit more grizzled uh, in, in this playoff run, I think that's going to be enough to get it done. Uh, give me, of course, once again, Super Bowl MVP. I like Chris Jones. I love it. I think Jones is going to be play a huge part in that, but I do think it's going to be Patrick Mahomes because I think, like you said, the quarterback is going to be the guy who ultimately gets the, the accolade. So give me the Chiefs. I think they go. They they get the win, twenty seven twenty four with the last second field goal. Haven, I appreciate it, brother. Thank you, my brother. I'll see you later on. All right, now be safe. 
There we go. Haven Harrington out there. I appreciate everybody checking in this morning. Thank you for your calls. Thank you for your texts. Make sure you check us out, 1481 South Shelby Street. We will be there for game day 502 starting at 4 p.m. Appreciate you guys. See you all at the birthday bash. Rashawn Myers, we out.